and welcome to the second season of the Pocket Coach Podcast. This is the official first episode of the second season where we really start to go even deeper around the practicality of how to move through mental health challenges, mental health issues. What this season is about is really stripping back things even at another layer and going even deeper with various doctors and specialists to help you to create a deeper understanding of actually what's going on at the deeper level, at the level of the mind, the level of the brain, the level of the body, the physicality of things, and the spirituality of things as well, in a very practical and easy to understand and grasp way, so that you can take away this information and utilize it for yourself. This information isn't meant to be uh, helping you to get a, you know, honors or a or a phd and in psychology or neuroscience or in anything like that okay that's not the goal here the goal is to help you to grasp these things very easily so that you can start to utilize them in your own life and so that then you can also start to make steps forward with your own mental health so that you can find more peace and more happiness than you ever have before. That is the goal of Pocket Coach. It's a coach that's chilling in your pocket, right, on your phone. <laughs> or if you listen to this on your laptop, then yeah, not so much of a pocket, but hey, close enough. Essentially what a coach is, is a coach isn't there to do anything for you. A coach is there to kick you up the butt and to show you the right path. Uh, I suppose the word right isn't really the right word to use anyway, (laughs) show you a feasible path, a path that has been executed and utilized before in the realm of something that we're trying to move through. And that is the challenges that mental health presents. Anxiety, depression, bipolar, personality disorders, eating disorders, schizophrenia, right? We're going to be actually touching on many of these as we go through this work. And we're going to be touching on how to improve your quality of life. This men- this mental health podcast is not for those, or not just for those, who have been identified with a specific mental health issue. This podcast is for anyone who wants to progress in the realm of mental health, in the realm of spirituality, in the realm of overall well-being. So if you're looking for more peace and more happiness in your life, you've come to the right place. There is significant medical and scientific evidence to show that when you are at your best in terms of your well-being, you perform at your best too. Think about it. On a day when you feel very depressed or very anxious, (laughs) how ineffective you are. I can relate. I've been there. And on a day when you're very very joyful and confident, you're thriving. How practical and how efficient you are with everything that you do, right? So there's a beautiful consequence that occurs when we start to work on our mental health, on our inner well-being. Consequently, our external well-being starts to improve as well. I mean, I'm a perfect example. In the last few months, I've literally improved my financial situation five or six fold just in the last uh, few months in terms of my monthly 
um, income. I went through a phase where when I was starting the business that I've that I'm currently running that's currently um, abundantly flowing when I was initiating it <laughs> over the first two years I went broke four times yeah I got to a point where I didn't know if I could buy food in a few days time I got to a point where I didn't know how I was going to pay rent next week yeah this is this is really a thing that was going on just very recently in my life in the last three four years and here I am, thriving, more so than I ever thought that I would at such an early stage in my life in terms of finances and emotional and mental health as well. Uh, I had my last panic attack about uh, oh, a little more than two years ago now. So it would have been January, I think it was mid-January, so like January the 16th or something like that. I've got it written down somewhere of 2019 was my last panic attack that I've ever had. My depression spell, my last depression spell, deep depression spell that I ever had was uh, coming to Christmas of 2018. So December 2018, I went through a dark depression spell as well. Ever since these two episodes, I haven't felt deeply depressed. I haven't felt deeply anxious. Yeah, I felt anxious. Yeah, I felt depressed. When I refer to deeply, I mean actually going through a spell where it's ever-consuming, overwhelming. And through this journey of going through many dark phases of my life, many, many horrible phases of my life, I can now reflect on those and be very thankful for them. And the reason why is just this. If you know the lotus flower, the lotus flower is uh, very strongly utilized in, uh, in many and many spiritual um, many, many spiritual practices and many spiritual aspects, right? And much of the Eastern world, they refer to the lotus flower as uh, a beautiful way to be, right? As a human form. And the reason why is just this. Because the lotus flower thrives the most in the worst conditions. It thrives the most in the worst conditions. So if you were to put the lotus flower in really um, nutrient-rich soil and you nourished it beautifully, you watered it beautifully, uh, got enough sun, everything, right? It'll grow. It'll grow well. But it actually grows even better when it's in harsh conditions, when the soil is this uh, stinky compost. It's a stinky gunk, right? And this lotus flower is put in this... Uh, really stinky gunk it actually thrives more than it would if it was in nutrient rich soil that was um, you know prepared at the the garden store per se <laughs> so ultimately as a human being when i'm put in the worst conditions it's my responsibility now to be able to now choose to make the steps that are going to help me to grow from this that's my responsibility yeah it's not my responsibility as to what's happening to me or what's happening around me no no that's the responsibility of other people doing things right it's my responsibility in terms of how i'm going to respond to those things because i quite frankly i can't control a lot of these um a lot of these variables in my life there's a lot of variables in my life i cannot control many 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 right? i'm not going to put my fists up to the universe and say fight me right <laughs> that's a uh that's that battle is going to be lost before it's even started what i can do however is I can choose how to respond to them, how to respond to these variables that come up in my life. You can too. 
And that's what the Pocket Coach Podcast is for. To help you to not just move through the most challenging um, things that happen in your life, events, situations, scenarios, feelings, uh, thoughts. It's not just about moving through these challenges. It's about growing from them, learning from them, and then consequently being able to thrive because of them. So when I look back at these moments, I'm very thankful for these moments because these what seemingly uh, horrible moments when I reflect on them, very painful moments, some that I still, if I reflect on them, feel very sad when I feel into them. or feel very even anxious sometimes when I think into them. But that doesn't necessarily mean I'm not thankful. I'm very grateful for them because it's enabled me to get to the position that I'm in now and to help the people to the depth that I do now. So when we refer back to the word coach, what the word coach means is to take the experience that I've gathered through moving through these dark scenarios myself and to be your guide from very afar, (laughs) from your pocket, and to help you to move through these things. And it's not just me either. I'm bringing on some fantastic guests along the way to help you to also understand more depth in areas that I'm not very knowing of or I'm actually learning more of in, right? In fact, any many of the areas that I specialize in, right? I'm actually, sorry, all of the areas that I specialize in, I'm, I can very willingly and easily say that I'm very much a beginner. Very, very much. And when I say a beginner, it doesn't mean that I know so little. I quite frankly probably know quite a lot. But in the scale of what knowledge there is, oh, it's so minuscule. So, so minuscule. The more books I open, the more knowledge I gather, and the more people I speak to, the more I realize that I do not know. And that's a beautiful thing because when I decided that I did know how to meditate, I started meditating eight years ago. A lot of people might think, oh, that guy knows how to meditate. He can go and do a Vipassana, which is, you know, 10, 11 days in complete silence, no looking at anyone in the eye, and um, you're not allowed to speak, nothing, and you're meditating 10, 11 hours a day. It's insane, right? You're very hungry. <laughs> you're very tired, right? Going to sleep at 9, waking up at 4, and you're meditating all day. Yeah, it's pretty hectic. Someone that does that, surely they must know how to meditate. No. No, I don't. The moment that I said that I did know how to meditate is the moment that progression became stagnant and regression took its place. My meditation practice really started to decline the moment that I thought I knew how to meditate. Why? Because it couldn't progress the moment I said I know. When I say I know something, I concretize a a conclusion about something. So I know how to meditate. I've concluded that there's nothing more for me to learn about meditation. That's never true. That's why when I come to you, I'm still a student in neuroscience. I'm still a student in mindfulness and meditation. I'm still a student in mental health. I'm still a massive student, just as much as you. So together, we're going to be learning a lot. And we're going to be learning how to thrive a lot. I'm also going to be the coach that doesn't stand above you or stand ahead of you. No, no. I'm standing right by your side. And we're having this conversation and we're having this opportunity and experience together and learning how to thrive and experiencing the steps forward and, and that enable us to thrive. This is an experience that we do together. So 
as your coach, yes, I'm also going to be a student with you. And as your coach, I'm also going to be there to kick you up the butt where we need it. All right, that's the idea anyway. Well, hopefully we can do that through these podcasts. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, I think I should share a little bit about uh, about me, a little bit about my journey as I've just touched on it a bit. Yes, I really struggled with anxiety and depression once upon a time for quite a while in my life, actually. Depression crippled me massively. Anxiety also crippled me massively, right? And I started feeling very depressed at about 11 or 12 years old in my first year of middle school. Um and man, I, I just remember um, binge watching Lord of the Rings for many, many months on end, um, every bus trip to and from school, hiding away from the world. I remember many moments thinking about just not existing at all. Imagine if I could just disappear. Um, I, honestly, I was never actually suicidal. I definitely had suicidal thoughts, but never felt the intention or the desire to take my life. I just felt like I wish I could fade away. So. I was quite lucky in that sense that it never got to that extent, but uh, quite honestly, it wasn't far off. And um, yeah, and then over time, over years, I eventually developed a very strong sense of anxiety as well. Went through a lot of heartbreak. I was quite easily what you might call the shyest kid in class for many years of my school. And then I started to flourish a little bit more in the confidence realm as I started into university. Right? And as, as I started to enter um, outside of university into work life, into you know the quote-unquote real life it's, yeah i started to thrive a little bit more and that wasn't just because of the gradual uh and natural progression that would occur with a human being no no i would have very easily continued to regress if it wasn't for a few things that came into my life that shifted that one was the fact that my friend took his life caleb brickard that's his name beautiful beautiful human i um how i met this guy long story short i was working in hospitality and uh, uh, so it was uh, a little bit after I'd been living in Queenstown for a while in New Zealand here. And uh, I was studying at QRC, Queenstown Resort College. And I just moved up. I started working at a place called The Merchant, which is in Auckland. So that's my hometown. Um, I started working at The Merchant, which is this bar. It's like this sort of sort of like lounge bar style slash, re- slash re- restaurant sort of thing. And um, I just started working there. I hadn't really done much waiting before, so waitering. And um, I, yeah, this guy took me under his wing. This guy, Caleb, real cool guy. Um, super chatty, but super, um, um, yeah, really easy to get along with. And I remember as he was sort of teaching me the ropes of waitering, um, yeah, he said to me, hey, bro, are you keen to go smoke some weed sometime? I'm like, yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> so you know, went off and did our thing. Hot box a car. Did a couple. Of, did a few McDonald's trips where we'd go to McDonald's and um, would wind down the window and order um, our McFlurries with extra chocolate sauce and extra Kit Kat. That was oh yeah, extra Maltesers or whatever we ended up getting. Man, that was a go. And as we wound down the windows, all the smoke from the hot boxing the car would just fly out. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, long story short, I always knew that he had anxiety. He'd voice it, vocalize it, but he never asked for help. Um, the one time that he did actually state that um, things weren't good, and think he genuinely meant it. And when he, when he messaged me one time, now uh, this was a few years later, and he said, hey, bro, things I'm not doing too well right now. Things aren't too good. And I said, yeah, man, okay, let's catch up soon. Um, and I was, I'd only just recently started a new job as a personal trainer at the time. And uh, uh, to keep the story succinct, I uh, was really 
busy honestly um i thought i was busy as we do get caught up in our life caught up in our head um so i'm like yeah okay i'm gonna make some time for this guy next week so yeah i tried to plan something from next week well with him next week rather um and yeah i didn't get a text back i um uh, a few days later i got a call from a mutual friend of ours that we used to work with and he'd taken his life uh he had um yeah he had put himself in his car in a, in a garage and i think he'd left the car on all night and he'd taken his life that way so i'm glad that he at least went or hopefully in his sleep or at least peacefully but um yeah it was of course heartbreaking for me to hear um yeah one of most challenging things that happened in my life um externally you know internally of course i've had various challenges that would have definitely equated to that or if not even exceeded that for sure however externally uh when i look at things that's it was very hard very very hard uh, man he was maybe 23 24 i think at the time can't remember exactly yeah way too young way too young here in New Zealand, we have one of the highest rates of suicide for men between 17 and 24. So young men, young adults, we have one of the highest rates in the world. Here in the country where people call us one of some, some of the friendliest people in the world, some of the chillest people in the world, right? One of the, the literally, we've been rated, I think, the safest or most livable um, country in the world um, on various platforms, right? I'm not necessarily meaning every single platform, right? I'm sure there's many platforms where we're not, but in various um, platforms and articles, people have stated that. And here we are with one of the highest suicide rates in the world and a certain, uh, within a certain demographic. Pretty sad pretty sad so alongside Caleb um, and learning more about uh, myself through his passing I ended up diving more into my own mental health that I was struggling with and I became more motivated and inspired by the stats that were here in New Zealand this whole concept of she'll be right the whole concept of this rugby culture where men just need to be hard all the time and can't speak about emotions all the time and just constantly needing to move on from things and making things smaller than they actually are. That's a very big problem here in New Zealand and the rest of the world. Yes, the rest of the world is just as bad in many places, much worse even than New Zealand. That's a scary thing to think about considering how bad the suicide rates and mental health rates here are already in New Zealand. So the mission of this podcast is to help shift that. The mission of this podcast is to help to bring more awareness and more practicality to this thing we call mental health or mental health issues or mental health illness. I don't like using that word because an illness is something that you need to take a pill for. And yeah, that's what many people, how many people treat mental health, but that's not how we're treating it on here. We'll speak more about medication for sure. Right? I'm not demonizing it. It's actually a beautiful thing. The problem is we're taking a pill for a chemical imbalance that was first caused by neurological and endocrinological reasons. In other words, things that are happening within the body, right? That are causing the chemical imbalance. The problem is we're just trying to fix a symptom. Unfortunately, in medical sciences, when we just address a symptom, we're not addressing the root cause. We're actually suppressing the root cause and it's going to come back stronger. That can be very problematic. So medication is a great platform. Never want to demonize it. I actually want to speak. Um, I actually want to encourage it. If you're in a situation that is dire, that is absolutely not um, a 
um, an embarrassing thing to do to take medication is definitely not um, something that uh, it's definitely something that takes courage to do actually so if you are in that place I want to encourage that right I want you to do anything you can for your mental health however please um, don't go straight to it if you feel that you can start to utilize other areas and progress yourself in other areas such as you're working on psychology you're working on your mental health you're working on your physical health and you're doing things that are helping you to progress i want you to encourage to look at those first and then as a last resort um yeah please please use uh, medication but um yeah just uh yeah just remember that it's probably going to benefit you more long term to uh, exercise areas that uh, don't require the medication as much as possible yeah so that's why i don't like the word mental illness because it means that um yeah you have to take a pill you don't have to take a pill um but i definitely recommend it if you are in that place where you feel you would need it so putting that aside um yeah i went through my journey finding all these stats seeing my friends passing um have it a lot of my family as well unfortunately and um yeah, of course, uh, with my own experiences of mental health, I um, yeah, got to some very dark places and eventually just got to a point where enough was enough. I put aside my pride. I decided to start taking, excuse me, some forms of medication. It wasn't, uh, it was more actually herbal medication. Um, I went through St. John's Ward and Ashwagandha, so more of like a natural approach, which still are actually quite potent, especially St. John's Ward. Um, and have very similar effects to the medication that you'll get prescribed by a doctor. I actually said no to the doctor when I got offered, when I got diagnosed by depression with depression. Um, no, that was mainly a prideful thing. I was too proud to do it. Um, and that can be very harmful. So never be too proud to um, do something that will benefit your mental health. But ultimately, um, yeah, I ended up taking forward steps um, with this, thank goodness. And I started to move away from my pride even more as I started to seek help. I'd been to many therapy sessions before and um, they didn't really do me much good, to be honest, um, many psychologist sessions. And um, although I started to, ha- um, they started to help me solve certain situations in my life, which is great, the emotional uh, impact of them didn't change. They didn't go away. The sadness and anxiety that I felt didn't diminish. All that would happen is I'd get a few days of relief because I've solved the situation um, mentally. But I hadn't solved it at the deeper layers of the mind, at the deeper emotional layers of the mind, which means that it kept, I kept being triggered in life. So these insecurities didn't actually die. These emotional uh, problems that I would put in quotes, <laughs> emotional problems, right? I don't, know, I don't call them problems anymore, but at the time I thought they were problems. It just didn't go. And when they wouldn't go anywhere. So eventually I started to actually seek something that was more of a holistic approach. I'd been meditating for a long time. And uh, I started to go down the realm of mindfulness in a deeper way. Not just meditation in a very light sense. I wasn't just meditating 10 to 20 minutes a day anymore. I was actually going into the deeper study of different variations of meditation. Um, I started to study um the meditation that David Gandelman would teach. So he's um, uh, he teaches, teaches a very different uh, style to Andy Puddingcombe, which is the guy that I believe that's his name that does Headspace, right? So I started doing various meditation techniques, 
And I started, um, I did a little bit of work with Dr. Nicola Perra, the holistic psychologist, which definitely served me. And I ended up getting my own mentor. Um, his name is James Cameron. And he's served me for almost two years now. Um, and he's, he's, done, he's done so incredibly for me in terms of my mental health and growth. I also have had the opportunity of going to a Dharma retreat with an ex-Buddhist monk from Burma. And also now that I've um, done the Vipassana uh, as well, um, S.N. Goenka is, um, was, was officially my teacher. He's passed. It, it, um, it was the recordings that we were um, utilizing um, and the head teacher that was there would uh, take the teachings from S.N. Goenka and teach us them. So essentially, uh, yeah, that he's essentially uh, my master, if you will. Right, through um, meditation and also my favorite guru, Sadhguru. Uh, so I've really collected all the stuff as well as the studies that I've done in medical neuroscience. I've uh, learned a lot from Dr. Andrew Huberman, um, my, probably my favorite neurologist out there at the moment. And uh, my teacher, Dr. Leonard White, who I study under um, for medical neuroscience uh, under Duke University. So he's a professor at Duke University and I'm doing currently um, his course and then eventually stepping into more deeper study around medical neuroscience and combining all of this, this is what we're going through on the pocket coach. We're going into the depth of every single one of these aspects and you'll find that we will get to a very similar end point on whatever we touch on. A little bit of background for me as well, from me as well as I did used to be a personal trainer as I touched on. I actually had a certificate in working with athletes. So, um, and I did a lot of study in endocrinology. I went through my own endocrinological issues with um, testosterone deficiency because I used to take um, testosterone um, when I was a little bit younger, when I was in the bodybuilding space and that really messed up my, uh, my hormonal system. So endocrinological system. So the endocrine system is sort of where your hormones well, is where your hormones get produced. So your testosterone, estrogen, thyroid, all this stuff, right? Endocrine system. So essentially, uh, I really messed this up. And this messed me up mentally even more than I was. Um, I remember I struggled to even give my mate's best man spe speech um, at his wedding. Uh, that was a bit I got there. I was fine. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a bit embarrassing leading up to it because I thought I wasn't going to do it very well because I was in a very bad headspace and had a lot of brain fog. But anyway, putting that aside, so... Went through various, um, yeah, learnings in my life, and I want to combine them and condense them into very practical steps for you. Now, as of course I've gone along this journey, um, and I've grown a lot, and I've learned a lot. I just want to touch on maybe my three biggest lessons, and I'm very they're very simplified, and yeah, you probably already know them to be honest. But there's a difference between intellectually knowing something. And physically experiencing something. So the first thing I might say seems very, very obvious. And that's that getting help is literally the most beneficial thing that you can do. Yeah, that's obvious, Karen. What do you mean? Well, put it this way. I knew that getting help was the most efficient thing that I could do, yet I never did it. Why? I was too proud. I kept thinking that I knew everything that this person would know anyway, and they're just going to tell me what I already know. I kept thinking that um, I was doing everything I could, so what's the point? I kept thinking that I couldn't afford it. I kept thinking that, man, it's a waste of money, right? All this stuff, all these things kept getting in the way from me getting help. When I eventually put these aside and actually got help, not only 
did I start to actually start um, have a experiential sh- um, shift in terms of how I experience life? I also started to grow externally. My, my financial abundance started to grow. My, the abundance of love in my life started to grow. Everything started to shift massively. And that was only because I finally decided to actually get help. And now, even now, I get help from a lot of people. I still got my my coach, my mentor that I work with. I still um, study medical neuroscience like like crazy. Um, I still tune into a lot of the uh, teachings by Sadhguru um, and Thich Nhat Hanh and various other spiritual teachers. And even though it's, um, a lot of the stuff is just similar stuff and put in different words in different ways. I'm constantly, constantly learning more and more and more, right? So getting help is the best thing that you can do. Best thing that you can do. That's one of the most courageous things you can do. I never got here on my own. I could never never have got here on my own. That's the first thing. The second, the greater the challenge, the greater the opportunity for growth. It's pretty simple. The harder the mass problem on my piece of paper, the more potential I have to grow within the realm of maths. If I always had to solve just simple maths problems, I wouldn't be much of a, <laughs> I wouldn't be very good at maths, would I? Right? I wouldn't be much of a mathematician. However, if I always constantly tried to strive for the most difficult problems, obviously I'd grow. So when we're faced with a problem or a challenge in life, I have two choices. One, I can allow it to consume me and I can regress as a life. Or two, I can choose to approach this and face it head on and grow from it and become the lotus flower. Now, many of us might feel like we're not, we don't have a choice but to suffer. And this leads me to the third big lesson. There's a massive difference between pain and suffering. Pain, yes, many things that are painful are unavoidable. Many things. But suffering is the work of the mind. Suffering is when the mind takes a pain, such as maybe loneliness that I might feel. And I'm reacting to the loneliness, thinking that because I feel lonely, I am unworthy. Because I feel lonely, I'm not capable of speaking to that person. I'm not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of giving love. I'm not worthy of that person. I'm not worthy of this amount of money. I'm not worthy of this thing in my life. I'm not worthy of that job title. I'm not capable of passing this exam. I'm not capable of getting that bachelor. I'm not capable of getting that job title. Whatever it is. So many things that come into people's minds because of a simple feeling. That's what suffering is. Suffering multiplies things 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 times, heck, a million times over. This is literally the work of the mind. However, pain is simply observing, oh, yeah, that's an uncomfortable feeling that I'm experiencing of loneliness right now. And I'm okay with it. Quite literally being able to experientially change what I experience with that loneliness. That is where we shift from suffering to what's the word? Uh, Forgetting the word. It's not enlightenment. Liberation. That's it. To liberation. So we liberate ourselves. I'm definitely not completely liberated. There's a lot of work to do still. And I'm 100% not enlightened. I'm very, very far away from that. <laughs> if I'll ever get that there in this lifetime, who knows? And uh, the liberation, that's possible for any human if the work is done at the deeper levels of the mind. 
So yeah, suffering is a choice, but it's a long-term choice, right? It's a long-term choice if we want to choose freedom. I can't instantly click my fingers and decide, okay, I'm free of everything. It takes a lot of work. And that's where we start to grow as a seedling. We start to spread our roots into the soil to strengthen our foundation and our base. And then when we're ready, we sprout. If you sprout too early, what's going to happen? You're going to get knocked over by any little gust. The insect's going to munch you up, right? Whatever's going to happen. <laughs> so essentially what we're wanting to do is we're wanting to grow, grow a strong foundation, and that's what this works for. And we're wanting to grow in such a way that we're growing through the resistance. Again, if you go to the gym and you're only ever lifting the bar, you're not going to get very strong. You can do as many repetitions with the bar as you want. You'll only get so strong. But the moment you start to add weight and load weight on, the resistance builds. And when you apply more effort, you naturally grow. So those, even though they're very obvious lessons, and we'll get to more in-depth lessons as we continue, they're pretty practical. And there's a very big difference between me just telling you them and you hearing them and you actually starting to apply them in your life. Because I guarantee that quite honestly, and I say this from experience with the people that I've worked with and also with myself, 95% of people that listen to this and hear these words are probably going to be like, yeah, yeah, I know that. What do you mean? Like, that's obvious. And yet haven't actually experienced what that means. Because experiencing what that means is completely different to knowing it. Even if that resonates and you're like, oh man, that really resonates. I get that. Doesn't mean it's going to shift anything. The only thing that's going to shift anything is when you go out and apply it. And in that moment when you feel that challenge, you're like, actually, you know what? What can I learn from this? How can I grow? How can I find more peace within this emotion? How can I find more peace within this mentality that I'm, that's going on in my mind? That's when things will start to shift. Yeah. And then actually taking it and being like, you know what? I'm going to go and get myself a mentor. You know what? I'm actually going to go and take up this course. You know what? I'm going to go and start reading these books. That's what I mean by actually applying it. Very different. Right? So I want to speak briefly about what's to come. And then we're going to conclude this little intro to season two of the Pocket Coach. So we're covering all aspects of um, as many aspects as we can in terms of the practicality of everything, okay? Because I'm going to apply this a very practical way so you have things to take away from every single podcast that you can use. The first is spirituality. And if that puts you off, then this probably isn't for you. When I talk about spirituality, I'm not talking about um, just generally spirits or, you know, um, or ghost stories or anything like that. When I refer to spirituality, I'm quite literally referring to the not physical. Yeah, they're not physical. So when I refer to spirituality, when we refer to energy, let's just put it this way. This is the what this is how I'm referring it to. Alright. If I uh, if say you're sitting in a room and your best friend walks in, you know instantly if they are angry. If they are angry and they walk into that room, you know it. Now, if your best friend walks into the room and they are the, the most joyful being you've ever seen, you've never seen them this happy, and they walk into the room, oh, you know it. 
You know it, don't you? Why? Energy. I'm not talking about some woo-woo bullcrap, right? I'm quite literally talking about the energetic transmission that occurs, right? When you feel happy, what happens? You feel more energized. Why? Energy, right? What happens when you feel sad, depressed? What happens? Low energy, right? Again, this is a literal thing occurring at the level of the body, the level of the mind. This all interacts with each other. So when we talk about spirituality, quite frankly, it's this energetic experience that we're having. Right? At the level of the body, at the level of the mind, at the level of the emotion. Everything that we speak on is going to intertwine. The next thing is mindfulness. So mindfulness isn't just about your mind being full. Actually, it's quite the opposite. <laughs> it's about the mind being empty. Right? And we're not forcibly, um, forcibly emptying the mind, right? We're allowing the mind to empty. It's a big difference. Because if we're constantly trying to make the mind empty, what's going to happen? Your mind's going to get more full. When I tell you, do not think of zebras with green stripes. What do you think about? Zebras with green stripes? <laughs> I just made that one up. And yeah, what's, why is that? Because when you try to not think about something, you think about it more. When you try to move away from something more, you move towards it more. That's, uh, that's what the mind does. So we, we'll talk more about how to enable the mind to become more empty through mindfulness. Meditation, of course, the science to it the mindful aspect to it, the energetic side to it. Happiness, peace, how to enable it more. Yes, enable, not create. It's a big difference. Neuroscience and psychology, right? Endocrinology, which is study of hormones, right? And when we come back to neuroscience, I'm talking about not just the brain organ itself, but when you talk about the brain, I'm also referring to the spinal cord and, and the nervous system, as well as the eyes. So that's what we talk about with the brain. Gut health, physical health, and nutrition. And we're going to be speaking to various doctors and specialists on this as well. So just to conclude, you can find me uh, at either Coach Keza on Instagram, okay, Coach, and then Keza, K-E-Z-Z-A. You can also find us on The Pocket Coach, which is, well, yes, it's a podcast, but it's also the Instagram, right? The Pocket Coach, one word. And this is all going to be in the uh, description of this uh, episode as well that you can find. Uh, you can head to my website for more stuff as well. There's a lot of freebies on there. So www.healingwithkez, K-E-Z, Kez, excuse my New Zealand accent, you you guys, Americans and British people, <laughs> uh, .com, okay, healingwithkez.com. And I've got a free science to anxiety and depression ebook on there. That's like 10 or 11 pages that you can have a read of. Right. Got a lot of science behind it in terms of the hereditary aspects and um, very scientific aspects to understanding it. Um, also my TikTok, uh, that seems to be doing, doing okay. It's grown, uh, which is beautiful. It's a great platform. Um, it's called also coach Keza as well there. So I think that's about it. Um, you can also listen to my other podcast finally, which is healing with Kez. Healing with Kez is also my pod, other uh, secondary podcast where I do short snippets every now and again as well. But yeah, I think that's it. Um, I'd love for you to, if you do, uh, have anyone in mind that you'd love to hear talk to me um, you'd love to hear be on my podcast and for me to interview message me send me a message on po on the pocket coach instagram right send me a message there and suggest uh, people that i speak to or topics that i speak on i'd love to hear your opinions and your and what you'd love to hear so please um yeah send me a message over there 
Um, I'm going to leave all the episodes from the first season up as well, so you can continue to tune into them. They're not going anywhere. Uh, And this is a movement. This isn't just a podcast. This is where we start to make actual shifts in how people are viewing mental health and help people to really make deep existential shifts in their own mental health in a way where they grow from this stuff so that they can also help others as well. Because this isn't just about helping you. It's about helping you help yourself and help others. So let's really start shifting things in this world. It's about time these things change. I'm sure you're with me on that if you've been listening this far. (laughs) So um, another thing that really helps us is if you uh, do rate us, um, if you're not going to rate five stars, don't rate it all. I'm just kidding. You can rate it, whatever you want. Um, But it really does help if you rate and you review and especially if you share and you subscribe, right? All this stuff really helps us uh, to reach more people. So whatever platform you're on, if you can subscribe and you can rate and you can review, um, that honestly is going to help us to reach more people that need to hear this stuff um, that yeah, are going to benefit from this information, especially if you feel you've benefited from it. Anyway, I think that's all from me. Um, yeah, I'm hoping I didn't miss anything, but uh, yeah, I think that's it. Anyway, I'm definitely going, um, the first episode is going to be a talk that I've done um, about a week or two ago about the brain, about how to find happiness at the level of the brain, right? So I'll speak a bit about that, um, of course, in the podcast next week. So you'll be able to tune into that. Look forward to releasing it. And um, other than that, guys, have a beautiful one. Remember, all beings have the capacity for peace. All beings have the capacity for happiness. All of them do. Absolutely. It's possible, especially as a human being. We have that capability. However, there's certain things that are in the way. So it's our job to start to unravel those layers that we've put upon them. So may you find all the peace and all the happiness that you have available to you. You deserve it. You very much do. Much love. Keza. Catch you later.